Welcome to the Nutrition Unpeeled podcast, a place where hungry minds discuss all things evidence-based nutrition, fitness, mindset, and healthy living. We're your hosts, registered dietitian and nutritionists, Courtney, Darian, and Hannah. Let's dive in. The information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only, so always speak to a healthcare provider such as a registered dietitian who can work with you directly about your unique healthcare needs. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode with the gals from Vitality Nutrition. Today, we're talking all about motivation, understanding motivation, and even perhaps increasing our motivation. The word motivation has been given many different definitions over the years, but a common understanding is that motivation is a force that energizes, activates, and directs our behavior. So when it comes to healthy living or making progress towards a goal, it can be easier when motivation is high. At the same time, it is normal to experience periods of reduced or even low motivation. So as registered dietitians, um, our work extends beyond just helping clients understand, identify, and implement healthy eating habits. Our work also includes an array of lifestyle considerations, including sleep, fitness, mindset, and a lot more. And this really helps our clients live and feel their best. And motivation is definitely one important theme that comes into play, not only with our food when we talk with clients, but also in their decisions around lots of different lifestyle factors. So a lot of times clients ask us, like, how do I get motivation? Like it's something they have or don't have. And really, that's not the case. Motivation is an emotion that can come and go. And so when we understand that, we can be a lot more compassionate with ourselves Mm -hmm. and recognize that it's absolutely normal and expected to feel unmotivated at times. Yeah, so the compassionate or self-compassion theme of, you know, around motivation is really to be forgiving, accepting, and loving with yourself um, in your emotional state, and especially when that emotional state is maybe less than optimal. So, for example, maybe you're not feeling super motivated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of times clients have this belief they have to feel motivated to take action, Mm -hmm. and if you're relying on motivation to take action, you're not going to achieve the consistency you need to experience a new result in your life. So if we can understand that motivation comes and goes, then we can start to actually take action whether or not we're motivated, which might sound a little bit strange, but we can talk Mm -hmm. about some examples of how we might actually be compassionate while still taking action towards um, a goal, even if we're not motivated. Yeah. So what might you um, provide as an example for like a compassionate inner dialogue that you might tell yourself? Yeah. So for me personally, I know like, okay, going for my daily walk makes me feel great. It's a part Mm. of taking care of myself. But truthfully, sometimes I don't feel like doing it, especially like moving into this colder weather. Mm. It doesn't always feel great to like bundle up with all my winter gear, Mm -hmm. go outside in the cold. But ultimately, I know when I go for that walk, I come back feeling great. It's part of taking care of myself. So if I'm not feeling like doing it, um, my my old mindset might have been like, come on, Courtney, like, what's wrong with you? Don't be such a baby. Get out there and go for your walk. So not very compassionate. <laughs> now my dialogue might sound like, you know, it's totally understandable that you don't feel like going a- on a walk. Like, it's really cold out. Um 
And, you know, sometimes we just don't feel like doing things that are part of taking care of ourselves. That's okay. However, you know that you're going to feel so good at the end of this walk. So let's just bundle up, go out for five minutes. If we still don't feel like doing it, we can come back Mm -hmm. in. And I mean, sometimes self-compassion is recognizing like, hey, I really don't feel like going for this walk. Um, Maybe it's way too cold outside (laughs) or maybe I just don't feel like doing it. And today I need to rest and stay inside. I know that habit's going to be there for me tomorrow. So it can go up. Either way, like compassion can be, you know, recognize the emotion. Um, I don't feel like doing it and still do it. Or I don't feel like doing it. What I need is rest. Um, So that's a personal example in my life and how that dialogue can switch. And personally, like I'd way rather... I'm, I'm more motivated to do something when I'm understanding of my emotions mm-hmm. and compassionate with myself versus when I'm beating myself up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that like, comment just comes through so much when we work with clients of, you know, we really need to be in this place either of neutrality or even like positivity of, hey, we want to make a change for our health and to make us feel better versus like, oh, I hate where I am at now. I need to make a change. I'm judging myself constantly. Like we know that we will not make meaningful, lasting change from this place of negativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And kind of to further that point, something that I hear a lot of my clients say when I bring up self-compassion, they're like, oh, I'm too compassionate. Mm -hmm. That's my problem. Mm -hmm. I am too compassionate with myself and that's why I'm not taking action. I personally don't believe that you can be too compassionate with yourself. And I think where um, this misconception comes in is people think compassion is um, like not following through on commitments and compassion and commitment are different. So as I shared with my personal example, I can be compassionate and say, I don't feel like going for a walk today. That's what I'm experiencing. And and that's okay. Um, But I've made this commitment to walk because it improves my health and I identified it really supports me. So I'm going to go anyways. So those are different. So we can always be compassionate with ourselves and we can be committed. So most of the time when clients say I'm too compassionate, it's like the red flag that they're not compassionate enough. (laughs) Totally. And I think it like it kind of comes to that, like where you, even if you didn't follow through on your walk, say, like you're still showing yourself compassion. And maybe if you didn't go on your walk, if you weren't showing yourself compassion, you would beat yourself up because, right, you didn't follow through on your commitment or like, like you said, like, oh, you're being a baby or whatever that is. Whereas like, okay, but if you actually didn't go on the walk mm-hmm. and you just accepted you didn't go on the walk, showed yourself some compassion of maybe why you didn't go on that walk and moved on, we're going to get into those consistent habits that are mm-hmm. actually going to make a difference versus that negative feeling. And again, we're not going to make a change or a meaningful change when we're just in this place of negativity constantly because we didn't, you know, follow through. Yeah. It's like compassion's the antidote to that all or nothing thinking totally. or the screw it mentality. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it wouldn't work. But exactly as you said, Hannah, if I getting down on myself, I'm beating myself up, chances are I'm not going to go for the walk tomorrow or the mm-hmm. next day, or I'm going to be like, hey, I'll start this habit next week. Totally. Where if I'm compassionate, it's like, yeah, I know that habit's there for me tomorrow. I'm going to get my walk in. So as Courtney brought up with her walking goal and how sometimes she doesn't always feel like going for it, it 
sometimes kind of relates to that commitment piece, which means taking action on choices that are in alignment with your goals, regardless of whether or not you feel motivated to do so. Um, And that's something we really help our clients identify. And we use this concept of kind of identifying their big rocks, which are those foundational habits that serve them. We look at this as a concept called a motivation jar. Yeah, so the motivation jar can kind of help us understand where this big rock analogy is coming from that Darian mentioned. So if we think of a jar and we're trying to fill this jar up, we can fill it with rocks, pebbles, and sand. So if we fill it with sand first, um, then we don't have any space for our pebbles and rocks. Um, But if we first put in our rocks and then we put in our pebbles Mm -hmm. and then what with whatever space we have left, we fill it with sand, we're maximizing the room in the jar. So if we think about our motivation, um, if it's maybe low, we want to focus on getting our big rocks in that jar first. And so with our clients, we um, we identify what are their big rocks? What are the habits that when you do them consistently, they're going to move the needle towards um, their goals? And so we all have our own big rocks in our life. And so if motivation is low or really just on any given day, let's prioritize those big rocks. And then with whatever space we have, we'll fill it up with pebbles or sand. Mm -hmm. So this might be, you know, the smaller habits or actions that, yeah, they are going to help you reach your goal, but maybe they're not as impactful as those big rocks. Mm -hmm. What would be maybe some examples of your guys' big rocks that you like to focus on if maybe you are having some periods of Maybe low motivation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, like I know daily movement in any realm is mm-hmm. what is most important. So, you know, whether I'm feeling like a gym workout or not, I know if I can move my body in some way that that is going to improve my mental really well-being, which is also going to improve my motivation and focus to do other things in the day. Um, so maybe it's just a walk on those days that I'm not going to the gym or whatever it is. But I think for me, daily movement and then no surprise probably to anyone, but enough sleep like Mm -hmm. those are kind of like my Mm -hmm. two like I would say like non-negotiables like or my biggest rocks Mm -hmm. yeah I actually had a week last week where my motivation was feeling low and that was fine so I was so grateful that I knew what my big rocks Mm -hmm. were so I could focus on them and yeah maybe I wasn't making big jumps towards my goal but I certainly wasn't backsliding because I was you know leaning into those big rocks so for me personally much like Hannah it's sleep so I like to prioritize at least seven hours so if I can get my butt in bed for eight hours usually I end up capturing the seven hours um, movement so I like to get 10,000 steps I mean that's a data point that I track and so I find that movement really helps me mentally and physically um, as well as like balanced meals so building my meals around what um, I call the fundamental four so the four food groups we teach at Vitality if I can focus on getting those food groups in my meals I know my blood sugars are going to be balanced and that's just going to help me feel um, better throughout the day. Yeah, I'm curious, Darian, like, do you have anyone that's, like, specific to digestion? Because I know, like, that's a big area for you. Oh, yeah. That's Mm -hmm. a good one. Um, I would say personally making sure I'm drinking enough water would just be I can totally feel, like, mood, energy, digestion just feels out of whack. But even sleep, like, sleep's a huge one as it relates to digestion. That's something I can dive into in a later episode. But um, and prioritizing, you know, whether... I feel like my nutrition is great that day or not. I try and get some form of fiber-filled food in my totally. day just because that's going to support me. Yeah. yeah. 
to round out this concept, like we talked about the big rocks, get them into your jar first. But maybe you're having a week where, you know, you have lots of energy. Maybe your motivation is higher. It's like, yeah, let's focus on those pebbles and sand. So we help our clients figure out what the pebbles and sand are, too. So, you know, those other habits or actions that you can take to move the needle. So, you know, for me personally, like if I have time extra mobility work like that makes me feel great however not a big rock for me if I'm feeling unmotivated I'm not gonna maybe push myself to spend 20 extra minutes stretching but certainly if I have the time or if I'm motivated that's something that makes me feel really good do you guys have any other pebbles or sands like things that are nice to do but maybe not a top priority um I mean, I would love to make this in a better priority, but it would be probably like having a really nice meal with a friend mm -hmm. during the week. You know, I mean, sometimes it's just not feasible with life, but I think that is always something that just feels genu genuinely good. And you're maybe trying out a new recipe or mm -hmm. experimenting in the kitchen, but enjoying good food with um, great people. Yeah, yeah, totally. I love that. Yeah. I need to do that more too. <laughs> um, I would say like the sand piece, like, you know, not necessarily a specific example, but I think, well, maybe like for my past is that it was very easy for me when I, you know, maybe started looking more at balancing nutrition, looking more at like even improving sleep and exercise is that I really wanted to jump to like I thought it would be like the golden ticket, you know, mm. like whether it's like, oh, this supplement is going to mm -hmm. help me. My pre-workout is what's going to take me to the next level. Like that's going to make all the difference or whatever it is. Um, or, you know, like, oh, I'm going to optimize like everything around my sleep possible. Mm -hmm. But it's like really at the end of the day, like these aren't the golden ticket. Like the mm -hmm. golden ticket is those big rocks. And it's so easy to almost be blindsided, I think. And as I've like learned more, educated more, experienced more in like my own experimenting with like my own health and nutrition, um, is that it's really easy to get caught up on your sand. Mm -hmm. Right. And we really kind of discourage clients in the sense of just getting caught up on your sand, because like we've said, we want to be filling our jar first with those things that make a big difference, those foundational habits um, versus like, oh, like this one little thing is going to make all the difference. Yeah. I think the thing that maybe people don't want to hear about the big rocks is, yeah, the rocks are big, but it's like they actually don't move the needle unless they're practiced consistently mm -hmm. over weeks, months, and years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, daily movement, hydration, enough sleep, balanced meals you might not f notice an extreme difference in your health when you do them one or two times, but when you do them day in and day out and you repeat them, they're so powerful. Yeah, totally. Another consideration with motivation is not to identify as being either like motivated or unmotivated. So a lot of times clients tell us like, oh, I'm just an unmotivated person or you're such a motivated person. Um, and then when we identify as being motivated or unmotivated, that's kind of when we get ourselves into a tricky position, maybe even ter in terms of being compassionate with ourselves or actually getting stuck in a fixed mindset. Mm hmm. The, like if you're believing you're an unmotivated person, you're kind of running the risk of becoming that self-fulfilling prophecy then. So inevitably you will begin to avoid maybe taking action on those behaviors that you know are supportive and in alignment with your goals or even what you 
what you are valuing because you've just told yourself, oh, I'm just not motivated enough. So, you know, if you are feeling unmotivated, it can be helpful to remind yourself that your emotions don't define your character. And just because you aren't feeling motivated at that moment in time doesn't mean you are an unmotivated person. And letting go of some of those limiting identities will allow you to create that better space to transform yourself into the type of person who maybe does take action towards their goals, whether they're feeling motivated mm-hmm. or not. Totally. Yeah. And I think like you mentioned the word value. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something like we talk about, obviously, a lot of identifying values and aligning your actions with your values. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe in the moment you're like, well, I don't value this walk. But what does that walk mean to you? Right. Mm-hmm. And what is that connecting to like this value of, hey, I like am like I really value my overall health. I value my mental health. I know I get mm-hmm. clarity and energy when I go outside. Um, and that all solidifies why we do something versus just like, well, I'm not motivated today, so I'm not doing it. Um, And, you know, I say lots of times we have conversations around, hey, like if we only acted on things when we were motivated, we would do very few things in our life consistently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard it say, you know, your habits should be like brushing your teeth or Mm -hmm. taking a shower. Like, It's not like we wake up in the morning, we're like, I can't wait to brush my teeth. Like, I'm so motivated or I'm so excited to take my shower. It's like, no, we do it because it's part of taking care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think when we can separate um, action from motivation, then like Darian said, we have a lot more space to become the type of person who shows up for Mm -hmm. ourselves, whether or not that emotion's there to back the behavior. Totally. Yeah. And I think maybe just to further this point, like those I am statements are just something to be really mindful of because I think they can hold us back on both sides, like to say, I am motivated. I know for myself, mm-hmm. like growing up as a kid, my parents always said, you're you're motivated, Courtney, you're a motivated girl. And I think when I didn't feel motivated, I was like, oh no, what's wrong with me? Like, I'm not feeling motivated today. And on the other side, like Darian said, if you're identifying as I am an unmotivated person, then you don't even have, you know, space to experience something new. So I think those I am statements are just something to kind of watch for in your dialogue um, and just determine, are they holding you back? Kind of an interesting take on motivation would be how your nervous system actually can contribute to lack thereof or more motivation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when we talk about the nervous system with clients, like it's a pretty complex conversation, Mm -hmm. but if we were to simplify it, we could talk about the nervous system in two branches, Um, the parasympathetic nervous system, sometimes called the rest and digest system, and the sympathetic nervous system called the fight or flight system. I always thought that naming was a little bit weird, like sympathetic, I think of more as being like restful and relaxing, but it's actually like the go-go system. It's like how you remember it in physiology. Yeah. Yeah. No, this makes no sense. Exactly. Yeah. And so I actually think of the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system a bit like a teeter-totter. So we can visualize this rest and digest system on one side of the teeter-totter and the um, fight or flight on the other. So our body really wants to live in balance with these systems. And so if we're always sympathetic in that sympathetic dominant system, we're go, go, go. Our body is going to find ways Mm -hmm. to balance us out by swinging hard to the parasympathetic or the rest or digest. And so then clients experience this roller coaster or this like swing of back and forth, like go, 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 crashing on like feel 
as a specific example, I had a client who shared like, some days I'm just go, go, go. I do my workout. I do my yard work. I go for groceries. Like I have so much energy. And the next day I just crash. Like what is going on? And it's just like a very normal bodily response to regulating the nervous system. Mm -hmm. And it's not that that's bad. Like that's how the body's seeking balance in this case. However, if we don't want to have those swings from high to low, if we can be aware of our nervous system, then we can find ways to regulate it throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's kind of like that um, when we maybe have those like periods of burnout too, where it's like something worth recognizing. You're like, I'm burnt out. I'm so unmotivated. It's like, well, you know, if you are kind of always up high all the time, it's like inevitably something's going to kind of bring you down. Yeah, I know it's something I personally reflect on for myself all throughout the day, just like how activated Mm -hmm. am I? What uh, nervous, like what state am I in? And so if I sense that I'm like kind of on the higher end of the spectrum, like more sympathetic dominant, maybe I'm just reflecting on little moments in the day where I can bring myself to a more relaxed Mm -hmm. state. Like maybe I'm not listening to hardcore EDM (laughs) on my drive to work. Like maybe I'm playing some chill music to Mm -hmm. come down, Um, you know, or maybe between a client meeting, I'm just like taking that deep breath or I'm making time to have a meal. So if we picture that teeter totter, it's kind of like coming, it's moving into those two systems throughout the day instead of being go, 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 go. And then like, oh my gosh, I'm crashing and I'm burnt out and all I can do is lay in bed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any other ways that you regulate your nervous system throughout the day or any reflections? Yeah. Even like, maybe this is slightly off topic, but from a digestive perspective, I'll say like, you know, if you are up there and up high all the time and on that sympathetic system, it's like, that piece isn't even going to work optimally for you. So I'll kind of ask myself, okay, can you have like five to 10 minutes to just like take some deep breaths, like reflect on where you are. If I'm going to enjoy a meal, it's like, I don't really want to be like high all the time up in the like sympathetic system. So I'll take some deep breaths. So I'll take some deep breaths and just see, okay, can I access that parasympathetic state a little bit more, bring myself down, just like feel a little bit better. And I just find like, you know, digestion feels better. And then even from the motivation perspective, it's like workflow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, and that's maybe something I didn't fully explain when I talked about these systems is that they're actually regulating organ function in the body. So the parasympathetic system is the rest and digest. Like we need to be in that system to properly digest and break Mm -hmm. down our food. So that's why a lot of our clients with digestive health challenges, um, Mm -hmm. like stress is a huge factor Mm -hmm. that affects their digestion. And Mm -hmm. that's because if they're highly stressed, they're in that sympathetic uh, dominant system and they're not breaking down and digesting their food. Mm -hmm. So I mean, there's considerations for this beyond motivation. But when it comes to motivation Mm -hmm. specifically, if we can kind of regulate our system, we don't we may not experience those like swings from I'm so motivated to, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, like my motivation is in the ground. (laughs) Absolutely. So another consideration along the lines of regulating your nervous system is understanding your recovery. And this point is specifically for people who exercise or train. So if we're overtraining or under recovering, that can affect our level of motivation. So for when we're working with clients who regularly exercise or train, we definitely encourage them to do that little self check in. If you're feeling really low motivation, like some clients will be like, yeah, I 
I don't think I like working out anymore. I also hate my job. <laughs> and um, my husband's driving me nuts and I'm not motivated to do anything. It's like maybe we need to check in with your recovery because we do know motivation can drop if mm-hmm. we're under recovered. So are we taking enough rest days? Is the intensity appropriate? Are we implementing recovery protocols? Because if we're not, that might affect our level of motivation. So we're not just we're not really feeling like ourselves or we're feeling less motivated or we're not motivated as often as we might normally be. Mm-hmm. I know I've definitely experienced some under recovery. I'm not sure if that's something you guys reflect on with your training. Yeah, for sure. Like I know like compared to if I think back of like what I did maybe even through university, like compared to what I do now, it's very different, right? Like I would say I work out generally in a less intense level and also take more rest, but overall have so much more balance um, and feel a lot more motivated um, to actually go to the gym because it's a space where I actually really enjoy myself mm-hmm. versus like almost it's almost like a form of self-punishment mm-hmm. I think before when I did it mm-hmm. I was like oh, I gotta work so hard like it's gonna I'm gonna like be knocked on my ass after this workout right mm-hmm. and it's like Ugh, no that doesn't make me feel good and now that I've kind of found that flow um, and have more recovery and a little bit less intensity that has really helped me. Yeah, I think it actually moves into that self-compassion piece, which is what we started our conversation with. I know for myself, last week, I went a little bit heavy on some deadlifts. And um, for the next two days, my recovery was low. And actually, like, my motivation was really low. Like, I just didn't feel great. I didn't want to do anything. Work was hard. But I actually knew it was because of my training. So it allowed me to be very compassionate with myself. Like, Courtney, nothing's wrong. Like, you just need a couple recovery days. You're going to be feeling great. And a day after a good sleep, like, no worries. So again, it's just that when you understand your body, it just empowers you to know what's going on. And then that can even make you a little bit more compassionate with yourself um, rather than feeling like something's wrong with you because you're not motivated. Mm-hmm. Even if lack of motivation to take actions towards something like your wellness goals seems to be lingering longer than normal or things are just carrying on, perhaps it is because you need to try something ignite a new passion or activity that you love mm-hmm. kind of like in the big rock piece but again it's just like finding something that's gonna ignite that feeling again it's something that you're like oh yes this like doesn't feel hard this doesn't feel like a chore so scheduling activities that make you feel uplifted can kind of allow that ripple effect into other areas of your life and bring that motivation back like even myself personally um I have a little bit of a musical background and um I find even if it's kind of like okay I've been working hard like training hard I kind of just need to refill those other buckets so it's like when I go back home to North Battleford where I'm from I'll sit down and play the piano and something about that just kind of like ignites that passion for music again in me and I just feel really great and well-rounded again and then almost like ready to just tackle things again it's kind of weird but kind of way that's That's awesome yeah Yeah, I love that yeah Yeah. what about you Hannah what's like something that you maybe do to refill your buckets yeah I feel like for me I'm definitely like at my core an extrovert so I get my energy from people so if I can have like that time with like close friends or going out for a meal and sharing it Mm -hmm. with like and have that like conversation I just like can literally feel a physical difference in Mm -hmm. like my overall mood and also like my energy levels. Um, So I think that that's something that it's really easy as we get busy with work and everything to not prioritize, you know, something like 
your, your friendships, which sounds weird, <laughs> but you know, is not seeing them as often. But I know that that's something, again, that is going to cause almost that ripple effect, yeah. like Darian said. Um, and then I think like too, I would share that my, you know, relationship with the gym or the way that I work out has changed a lot. And recently, you know, I went through a period of time where, hey, I wasn't really enjoying heavy lifts anymore. Um, and, you know, I wasn't excited to go to the gym and I recognized that. And I actually decided to go to some different classes. That is a very different form of working mm-hmm. out for me. And like that in itself, like ignited just doing that once or twice a week, ignited like this fire back in me and like that solidified like why I enjoy moving my body. Mixing it up sometimes Mm -hmm. I think can just ignite our passion again which as Darian said has that ripple Mm -hmm. effect into other areas. So this is kind of like a funny tip on motivation (laughs) that you might consider adopting but um I adopted this for a while. It's called the five second rule. It actually comes from Mel Robbins. So essentially it's like, it comes back to this commitment piece. So is there something you know you need to do? It's part of taking care of yourself where it needs to get done and you don't feel like doing it. Um, The five second rule goes five, four, three, two, one, and then you say blast off. So you can say it out loud or say it in your head, but it is so difficult to not get up and go when you say five, four, three, two, one, blast off. It's like when I don't feel like getting out of bed and I say that, it's like, okay, well, I can't lay in bed. I just said blast off, like get your butt going, get moving. I've seen Courtney do it before and I looked at her, I was like, what the hell are you doing? But it was actually kind of contagious. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I'm I'm ready to move too now, I guess. Like let's, it's let's do the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, just a little silly tip on motivation, but give that one a try the next time you don't feel like going getting out of bed when it's like dark in the depths of winter in Saskatchewan. With the walking piece and Obviously, in Saskatchewan, we're kind of approaching that fall, winter vibe and um, darker days and natural sun is an increasing energy. It produces increasing energizing hormones like cortisol that can give us that kind of get up and go feeling. So get going for a walk outside earlier when you can or when um, the sun is you're getting natural light can be really just naturally motivating as well. Um And that gentle motion of walking also just helps circulate nutrients to your brain and muscles. So it energizes your body and mind. And again, I think it just kind of adds on to that walking piece that Court was talking about and that whole body experience it elicits. Yeah, I love what you said. Yeah, so the tip being like go outside for a walk. And like Darian said, that natural light has an influence on hormones in our body that make Mm -hmm. us feel energized. So you might notice, I notice on an overcast day, I'm like, eh, Mm -hmm. kind of feeling a little bit lower motivation. I don't have that get up and go. And it's actually really can be influenced by the light. So just notice, like on a sunny day, you might feel a little bit more energized than on a jury day, and that's totally fine. But if you're experiencing, you know, lower energy, a tip might be get outside, expose your eyes to natural light, and see if that gives you a little boost through your day. I literally just said to Darian yesterday, without fail, it shocks me every time when I'm low energy or not feeling good, like in the middle of a work day or any day, and I go outside, mm-hmm. and like even if it's a five-minute walk, I'm like, every time, I'm like amazed by the difference <laughs> that that makes. I'm like, wow, outside, so powerful to just get some fresh air. Like, yeah. it's really crazy. Like, if you... Even if you do it all the time, like I do, I still am mm-hmm. shocked by how much of an impact that has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here in Saskatchewan, it's kind of a little trickier to optimize that light exposure when the day's shortened, mm-hmm. but definitely like another reason to 
get outside. Another consideration might be to recognize how the people around you actually influence your energy. So um, obviously we can't perfectly curate our social circles and nor would we want to um, necessarily, but we can be intentional with who we spend time with. And if we want to feel more motivated and energized, maybe we situate ourselves around people who are, you know, more energetic. Energized, yeah. 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 It's going to influence us. So, you know, perhaps you would like to boost your motivation and you decide, I want to go to a group class like mm-hmm. CrossFit or Spin because that's a very energizing social community group and that energy is going to kind of be passed along to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. yeah and even like um from a meal perspective you know I'm gonna f- probably feel a little bit more energized and upbeat to prepare a delicious meal if I know I'm gonna be pr- enjoying it with friends versus on my own mm-hmm. um and just having that good company and that energy too mm-hmm. yeah and I almost feel like it kind of plays both sides of what we've talked about and ties back in like the parasympathetic sympathetic too like maybe if you are in like a really like high place and you're like just go, go, go. And you do have one of those friends that like level you out a little mm-hmm. bit more. Like maybe it is taking time to go for coffee with them because you know like their presence is just more calming. So it's almost like we need both. We need yeah. everybody. We need like a diverse social circle. Yeah. I actually always say that about Darian. I find her to be a very level person. So whether I'm feeling. You don't find me that way. <laughs> Hannah brings me up. Darian brings me back down to the middle. So I love you both for different reasons. Um, but yeah, that is a super good point. Some people just have that very calming level energy and we can be intentional (laughs) using them to calm ourselves down. Totally. Yeah. No offense taken. along those lines so we talked about like our social environment the Mm -hmm. people we spend time with and how they influence our motivation our energy so too can our environment so we talked about environment from the perspective of light but also like your physical environment can have a huge effect on your energy and motivation so I mean one tip would obviously be if you're at home or the office like open up the blinds, let the natural light in. That's Mm -hmm. going to help energize you. But it also could be like curating your environment in a way that works for you. So maybe you want like bright, energizing colors in your office space, or maybe you want like cool, calming colors, or, you know, maybe you feel more motivated when your space is really clean and organized. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I have one kind of like habit, but an environment piece that makes a huge difference for me in the morning. And so I intentionally plug my phone in, which has my alarm on it, uh, away from my bed. So it's not in arm's reach of my bed. And that's a way that I curate my environment um, because it actually, when my alarm goes off, makes me get up physically to go turn off that alarm. And I know for me, like that one extra little step that I've changed, you know, nine times out of 10 instead of five times out of 10, I'll actually get up when that alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's in a way that a way that I've kind of curated my environment to support my goal of waking up when my alarm actually goes off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Darian, what about you? Any swaps you've made to your environment? Yeah, I think it would be trying to kind of have more of a clean workspace. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect at this yet, um, but I definitely find the reduced clutter in my area just allows me to have like a little bit more mental clarity too. And I just feel like, okay, Mm -hmm. things are flowing more nicely, but, um, it's a work in progress. (laughs) Yeah. I know for me, definitely like white, bright spaces. Mm -hmm. I love plants. I find them energizing. So 
in our office at Vitality. If you ever visit us there, there it's white. There's lots of plants mm-hmm. and like blues and energizing colors. Yes. At home, I my house is all white. I find that, you know, just a color that um, is really bright and, and energizing versus like a dark yeah. home. It's like, oh. It's actually yeah. so true. Like even um, a friend visited Court's house and it is so white and bright. And I remember she walked in and was like, you can't help but feel happy in this environment. <laughs> and I think like her workspace was very dark and dull. So and being in that white open space, like, oh my gosh, like I actually just feel physically better being here. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a really cool reflection to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think another piece um, that I'm sure we'll do a future episode all about social media Mm -hmm. um, and different accounts you follow and kind of almost how you curate your environment that way. But I know for me recently with like so many different things going on in the world, I have been like decluttering my social media like at a fast pace, you know, like I mean, at the end of the day, social media is something for you to enjoy. So curating it. So what are you looking at? Is it making you feel good? Mm-hmm. Is it making you feel maybe more motivated or more positive versus is it eliciting like a negative reaction or do mm-hmm. you disagree with this? And I think it's really important to be like, again, it's for you. So it's OK to unfollow, to mute, to like comb through that social media and make it curated so it's actually adding to your life versus like you go on it and you almost come away feeling like more angry at the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know some people talk about like this concept of toxic positivity, Mm -hmm. which isn't what we mean at all. Like, of course, we're going to experience, you know, different emotions and different opinions, but it's just like being intentional with your environment, your social circle, your social media uh, Mm -hmm. environment um, to create it in a way that's like uplifting and alignment to what you value and how you want to feel. finally kind of get curious instead of judging yourself harshly for feeling unmotivated we kind of encourage you try adopting an outlook of curiosity surrounding your lack of motivation you know what habits are maybe um, negatively impacting your levels of motivation how does a good night's sleep make you feel spend time in nature maybe you need to find activities that are re-sparking that joy moving your body enjoying a balanced nutritious meal, Um, identifying those periods of high motivation. What choices were you making at that time that you felt contributed to that increased motivation? Mm -hmm. And, you know, while we can't directly control your current emotions, you can be aware of those choices and patterns that are influencing your motivations and or your emotions over time. Yeah. I had um, like a client recently who like said like, oh, I can't like imagine going back to like the way that I used Mm -hmm. to eat or like build meals just because I feel so much better. Like I know Mm -hmm. I'm so much more energized and my digestion so much better and and this and like this was a really awesome reflection for her. Um, For a lot of clients, I will actually say like, hey, like write down how you felt six months ago versus how you feel today. And Mm -hmm. I think it's very easy to lose sight of these habits, these small changes that Mm -hmm. maybe don't seem monumental or those big rocks actually do make such a big impact in your life. And so I think it's really important to give yourself the space to reflect and also the space to like honor your accomplishments and Mm -hmm. be like, hey, like I did this and I do feel better. Mm -hmm. And that like then kind of re-sparks or continues that emotion and motivation or even more so that – process of commitment yeah and along those lines Hannah was saying like reflecting on how you're feeling how you feel now versus six months ago and how she had a client who um, you know wouldn't go back to the old way of eating because she feels so much better and I think that's an important concept is just 
be curious about like specifically with nutrition, how different foods make you feel because it is so unique. So oftentimes, like we talk about it from the perspective of supporting blood sugars and building meals in a balanced way to keep you feeling stable and energized. Um, But how that looks person to person is going to be unique. And that's really what we're here to support our clients with is finding what works for them and and guiding them towards those big rocks or, you know, (laughs) you know, what specifically they need to do. I think like overall, like this whole like kind of conversation around motivation, we really want to hammer home that motivation is not something that you have or do not have. Mm-hmm. Um, it is something that is going to fluctuate for every single person, no matter what their actions show. And so it's really that commitment piece. And yes, we can do things like being more compassionate to ourselves that can actually in turn increase our motivation um, to then or commitment to then actually follow through on these things that we have deemed that are important because maybe they're aligned with our core values and goals. So we've actually written about the concept of motivation on the blog. So if you're interested in reading um, about this concept, then definitely visit us at vitalitynutrition.ca slash blog. Um, And we'd love to hear what your big rock is. So you can actually leave a comment on the blog sharing what's that one thing that you need to do for yourself and stay committed to every single day to take care of yourself and something that you do regardless of whether you feel motivated or not. So we'd love to catch you on the blog. And yeah, thanks for listening today. Thanks for spending your time with us. To further fill your plate, follow us on social media using the links in our show notes or visit us online at vitalitynutrition.ca. And as always, we welcome your ratings and reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay fed, stay moving, and stay well. Produced at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.